How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Uh, welcome to the Jake Brown Show here on CBS Radio's Play.it. You find us on Play.it slash Jake Brown iTunes, Spotify, not Pandora, because Pandora is for losers. I'm sorry. I'm all about iTunes and Spotify. Um, I've been, that's been the theme of the day, hating on. And this guy, Greg Larner here, is a, loves Pandora. Uh, this is 2016. I'm sorry. If you like it, I'm sorry. Are you a Pandora guy? No, apparently I hate Pandora, I guess. Uh, are you? Do, am I offending you? Like, Do you actually like Pandora? I've never once used Pandora once in my life, so there it is. I like him. In the building, that voice you just heard <laughs> is the chaplain for the Seahawks. He's the pastor of the city church in Seattle, Washington, where he called me Jake Browning, the quarterback <laughs> of the Washington uh, team that lost to USC. It is Judah Smith in the building. What's good, man? All is good. Have you seen my Seahawks lately? Yeah. You see what we did? I the one-yard line Ooh. stand? Come on. It was revenge. It was. <laughs> Except the game did not mean anything near as much. Uh, but it's all right. It's a step at a time. The Seahawks right now and the Cowboys look like they're going to match up in the N- NFC Championship. Yeah, they look tough. Uh, which is is going to be a hell of a matchup if it happens. Um, Judas here. He has his new book dropped Tuesday. You're hearing this Thursday. How's your soul? Uh, go get it. Right now, wherever books are sold, I love saying that, man. Yeah. Wherever books are sold, <laughs> you can read it on a Kindle. Uh, you could get it at Barnes and Noble. You get it on Amazon. Uh, there's just so many means to read books now. It's it's no too much. excuse. Yeah, but are you a reader? That's the question. I'm not a big reader, but this I will read because I like you and your story, and it looks like an interesting book. And it's under it's basically 200 pages, which is doable. For it's me. doable, and it's I'm not, not a big Potter. reader, so like we're friends. We're yeah. in this together. Exactly. Um, your story is very interesting. First of all, how uh, did this all start? How did this journey begin for you? Uh, well, my dad was uh, the pastor of our community called City Church. And um, I mean, Jake, I wanted to be in the NBA, didn't we all? Mm-hmm. And then I, I maxed out at 6'1", 175, and went to a tournament in Christmas 1997 and watched Tracy McGrady play in the same tournament and realized I needed to quit immediately. <laughs> He was unbelievable. Did and, he play you? Uh, no, him? we were two games away. We okay. lost, let's All be right. honest. Yeah. But Tracy was insane against the Collins twins, as I remember it. And that's when I realized uh, my day is done. And I, I love my dad. My dad was my hero, and he was such an incredible storyteller and lover of people. And so I became the custodian and then the youth pastor. And then seven years ago, my dad passed. And I decided, actually, the, the board asked me if I would step up and, and be the pastor of the community. And seven years later, here we are. How, is there a process, like a training process? Do you go to school for it? Is there like, what did you major in? Bible college. There okay. it is. Bible Bachelor's God. in theology. And um, I'm not sure if that ever prepares you to serving people and loving people, but mm-hmm. it was uh, it was the journey that I took. Oh, well, you're interesting because you're not like the typical pastor, I feel like. like. You're a chill guy that like I feel like you drink or smoke with or just hang out with. <laughs> I don't know. You just seem like a very chill dude. Maybe it's the Portland or Seattle in you. 
Uh, Maybe. Is that what it is? Keep Portland weird. That's what they say. Yeah. You know? Is that the it's, same? Uh, that, that is the same I've never in been Portland. There, so oh, abs- you never or been Seattle. to Portland? No. Or Se- no, man. Jake, I need to visit Seattle. This is a travesty. Are you going to show me around Seattle? Or? I promise you. Right. You say the word, I'll show you around what, town. What, where, where do I need to go in Seattle? Uh, you got to go downtown. You got to go to Pike Place Market. You got to watch them throw the fish around. You got to go to the original Starbucks. And then, of course, you got to go see the 12th man oh, well, that's at the, the Century one. Link Field. Yeah. I mean, that's, proud of them. that would be my ideal. I need to go. Seattle seems like a nice city, except that it rains too often. Um, but they have you and they have Macklemore. So. Oh, one of the greats. One of the greats, Macklemore, and a great guy, by the way. Very cool. Are you guys tight? No, but we have talked before, and he is the real deal. I like him a lot. All right, so I, I have, I've been sold to go to Seattle yes. at some point and book my flight. Um, describe what a chaplain does exactly for those who don't know. I, my dad is Catholic. My mom is Jewish, so I'm technically Jewish. So this is stuff to me I'm very intrigued by. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's only my sophomore season as the chaplain of the team, but uh, it's a thrill. I love it. I love encouraging guys. I was a youth pastor for 10 years, and so a lot of the guys are significantly younger than me. But um, it really entails just encouraging and being there for the guys and answering questions. And I get to do a chapel um, the night before every game, and then we do a Bible study during the week. And, uh, you know, it's open. Anybody wants to join us. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I really, really enjoy it, and I've learned a lot about leadership. Coach Carroll, I think, is one of the the great leaders in the history of sports, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe in modern history for that matter. He's so inspiring to be around. So I get to kind of sit in the background, too, sometimes and just watch and learn. Take us through that with the Seahawks, because we know Russell Wilson is a very religious guy, and I imagine Mm -hmm. he's a guy that you talk one-on-one with. Do you go through each player in one-on-one? Are there guys that come to you and you talk with them? And what is the schedule like? Is it before a game? Is it during practice? Yeah, it's kind of whenever. It's uh, at all hours. I'm just available to the guys and um, honored to call Russ one of my closest friends. And Russ and I talk often and his his faith and his courage and his dedication is astronomical. He has to be one of the most mentally strong and sound human beings I've ever come across. And I feel like he challenges me probably more than I challenge him. But yeah, it's a lot of dialogue, conversation. We we'll take time to pray together, um, ask how the guys are doing, maybe even ask how's your soul, mm-hmm. how you doing on the inside, and and Shameless that's plug. part. Yeah, exactly. Shameless <laughs> plug. It is part of where the project came from. Is mm-hmm. even talking to some of the guys, like how are you really doing on the inside? You're a great football player. You're doing amazing things on the field, but are you okay on the inside? Well, these guys are truly moved by you, uh, from what I've seen. I think it was. This, I watched a video today. The Seahawks like. Assist, not assistant coach, uh, but there was a video on YouTube. I for, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Coach Carroll's assistant, Ben Malcolmson, is yes. one of my great friends. Yeah, and, and it, you have a <laughs> tremendous impact on these guys. What makes you different from other chaplains, and why do big names like the Seahawks, like Tebow, like a Durant, why do they come to you? What, what's your what stands out? Man, I'm not entirely sure. I, I do think that uh, not we're, to show off about yourself. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. So I'm going to say right off the bat here to Jake Brown, not Jake Brownie. Um, Jake Brownie, if you're listening, <laughs> I, I love you so much. <laughs> um, but I will say that you know we, we can only really be ourselves, and when we try to be somebody else, it's it's pretty disingenuous and artificial. And so I'm passionate about being who God's made me to be. And I think millennials, if I could speak on your behalf half as a 38-year-old non-millennial, I think you, you, you desire authenticity and genuineness. And so um, if we can just be who we are, be regular people, and maybe pastors are not the best at that. Maybe the platform's got the best of them, and they kind of feel like they got to live up to a persona. I, I truly believe that uh, people connect with authentic people. So I, I, I aspire to do that. Fox Sports said you're one of the most influential people in sports today. One that wow. has to be 
awesome as you hearing that. And just <laughs> First time I'm that. hearing that, just by, by the way. <laughs> That's great. Um, what, is, what does that mean to you uh, for a guy who inspired to play sports, a guy who almost went up against Tracy McGrady, <laughs> now getting called Tracy, one of the most you're influential out there, people? I miss you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing to, to, to hear that. And I guess all it spells out to me is trust, you know, that, that uh, you know, individuals have trust me with um, – part of their life and opened up their heart to me and, and had conversations. And so that trust is really valuable to me. It's to be guarded. And I mean, what else do we have but each other and relationships? And of course, all relationships are predicated upon trust or they're not much of a relationship at all. So to hear that to me is like, wow, I've gained the trust of, of individuals. And that's, uh, boy, that's valuable. You worked with Kevin Durant, correct? Take us through like a one-on-one convo that you guys would have what he comes to you for and what you guys talking about well the truth is kevin has uh, uh talks regularly with uh, one of my best friends carl lentz who pastors hillsong new york city right here okay. in new york and so i met kevin through uh carl and ha- and have had contact with kevin uh, honestly i can just say kevin is one of the most authentic genuine kind human beings you will ever meet he's an absolute killer on a court but he is an extraordinary human being and i'm super proud of him and i think the decision he's made in golden state there's been so much made of that but i think kevin has a pure heart in all these things and and really wants to be in in an environment where he'll thrive and and i wish him all the best and i don't know man i'm going on record on sports radio saying if the warriors start to really gel this thing's gonna get crazy and they might go on a run i'm just saying oh they should um that's an interesting case in certain guys because with him, I imagine he comes to you, not like a therapist role, but he's in a position where he's just getting ripped apart on social media. Why would you leave your home, Oklahoma City, go to Golden State? Um, and guys who deal with what's going on in the media and look to religion as kind of a way to help them and get them through. I imagine that happens with a lot of these guys you work with. Yeah, and I think you'll find that they're um – that their hurts and their pains and their desires are not too dissimilar to ours. Um, they're not made of Teflon. They mm-hmm. do have souls. Um, they do have feelings, and those things can be can be challenging. I think that was really telling to me is is you know talking whether it's to Timmy or or talking to to others, Russ, um, that that stuff is is very real to these individuals. And um, you know it's easy to play armchair quarterback on Monday, but these are real individuals that we're talking about. And for whatever reason, we can go on 140 characters or go online and kind of talk about these individuals like they're um, robots, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're actually human beings with souls and. And uh, I think, you know, if we think through that a little bit, maybe we would not release so much toxic opinion. Mm-hmm. Judah Smith is in the building. How'sYourSoul.com. Get the book now um, and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Judah Smith, where he's always posting uh, great selfies with celebrities. And the most recent one, as you talked about, is Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Tebow. <laughs> uh, in the words of the designer there. Uh, you guys are close. How did we know he's very a very religious guy? How did you two meet? What's the story behind that? Um, through Bubba Watson, who's one of my best hmm. friends. Uh, long ball. I think the greatest golfer in the world. I love him so much. And uh, yeah, Bubba just invited him to, to church in L.A. And I was speaking and Timmy and I met and been talking ever since and again you got somebody in Tim Tebow who is got so much focus dedication and commitment it oozes out of his pores and I must say he's a constant inspiration to me so I got to surprise him that's the photo you're referencing Mm -hmm. at his book signing in Scottsdale Um, his book Shaken which is a phenomenal read and uh, Timmy has never been buffer 
Um, it is it is ridiculous, and I yeah. told him that. Um, and of course, he hits a home run on the first pitch. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? The Tim Tebow story continues. What has and exactly? It's always a story. Anytime his name comes up, what does he talk to you about in terms of switching to baseball here? Because obviously, he's had his naysayers. Cough, cough. Stephen A. Smith. He's had people say, "Don't, don't, <laughs> cough, don't cough. do this. You can't play baseball. It's a PR stunt." But it's in his heart to do what he loves, and why not go after it? I imagine he's kind of broke down this journey with you. He thrives under pressure, and he thrives, I think, when people say he can't do something. And there's something in Tim Tebow that is just so admirable. It's like the moment you say he can't do it, um, he has this motivation and desire to do it all the more. And again, that's something that, as a father, and as a husband, and as a man, uh, I want more of in my life, you know, that determination. And, Mm -hmm. And then willingness to fail. The thing about Tim Tebow, he's never been afraid of failing. And how many of us live our lives worried, well, what if I fail, what will people say? Timmy throws himself into everything that's in front of him that he believes God's asking him to do, and he does it with all of his heart. And uh, win or lose, he's going to keep being who God's called him to be, and that's uh, that's incredible to me. What makes him a headline always? Like the, we have ESPN on, and he seems to be on ESPN every week. <laughs> what about him? I honestly thought he should should. I mean, he didn't get his fair shake in the NFL. He took the Broncos from a team that was going to be a high draft pick to a team that went to the playoffs, and he won a playoff game on top of that in Pittsburgh on top of it and then didn't get his chance. Uh, first of all, he deserved a shot. Second of all, what makes him this lightning rod? Yeah, I think he is an anomaly, isn't he? And you're right, he's a lightning rod. And I think it is Timmy is fully himself. And uh, like him or leave it or not like it, he's fully himself. He is, I, I love uh, the term consistent. In fact, if you go to the Hebrew Bible, it is the ultimate definition of holiness. To be holy is to be consistent. God's always consistent. And I think Timmy seems to embody that consistency. Whenever I'm with him, whenever I'm around him, he is consistently who he is. And I think there's something about that in our culture today. We're just magnetically drawn to a human that is consistently themselves. And uh, I think we ad- we kind of admire him, whether we're willing to admit that or not. I'm certainly admitting that, so are you. But others may not prefer that. But I think we're all attracted to him because of the consistent lifestyle by which he lives. Does he ever tell you, like, hey, man, like I should be in the league right now? Like, Does he ever express frustration to you about not being in the NFL? I honestly, once again, consistency. Timmy has never griped. He's never complained. He is a person who's like, we're going to keep moving forward, and and it's going to get better and better, and the best is yet to come. And again, I want to live my life more like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's an inspiration to a lot of the younger people. Judah Smith here, How's Your Soul? Uh, why should people go out and get How's Your Soul? What's Take us through the content of the book and why people should go get it. Well, first of all, we all have a soul, so it wouldn't be a bad thing for us to kind of take some inventory. Of us don't, <laughs> I, I do. Some, um, some of us need to take, if not all of us, need to take inventory of how our soul is doing. And, of course, it, it, it's predicated and based upon ancient scripture, which I believe is, a, is this guide to an ultimate relationship with God who's alive. And um, whether you believe that or not, the point is we all have a soul and are we stewarding it well at the velocity and speed in which we're living culture media the inundation of so much information the technological age 
are our insides okay? Is my mind, my will, my emotions? Uh, it's easy to take inventory of your outside because you can see it. Mm-hmm. Others can see it. You can look in a mirror. But how is my soul? Ancient King David defined the soul as all that is within me. Is all that is within me okay? And all I'm asking is that people would have a conversation, maybe with the people closest to them. Am I okay? Do I seem okay? How do you think my mind, my will, my emotions, my core, my heart is? Um, and just because you have fulfilled your lifelong dream of an occupation, I don't think the question is, what are you going to be when you grow up? But who are you going to be? And who's the kind of person you want to be? And that has so much to do with your soul. So I'm hoping in the pages of this uh, small and short readable book that you get some uh, some answers and at least uh, some direction and context and framework for uh, stewarding your own soul. And this isn't new to you because you are the New York Times bestselling author of Jesus Is. And then uh, <laughs> uh, underscore parentheses is blank. Just blank. Is yeah. It, is, do you say Jesus is blank or is it just Jesus? Is? Well, I fill in the blank, and then I challenge other people. How would you fill in the blank? And That's, I totally respect however you fill in the blank. Is just blown right now <laughs> at that. But is that was that the first book you've written? Several books. Yeah, we did. Jesus is blank. Life is blank. And then now, how's your soul? So it's not how's your blank. Nope, it's you just you we didn't con- keep it consistent there. No, no, we 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 <laughs> forsook the blank, and now we're just filling it in for right, you. We have filled in the blank here, so it is. How's your soul? Um, go get it now. What is your reaction? I hate I hate talking politics mm. here, but Trump, your initial reaction of Trump winning? Yeah, I think um, you know, for any of us um, who have relationships with individuals, and particularly in my own life, relationships with. I have a lot of African-American friends. Um, I have a Korean cousin. Um, I have uh, Hispanic staff members in our community. And this has been a very polarizing time. Wherever you fall on the policies, I wonder if we could elevate the conversation beyond policy, even though policies affects our everyday life. And talk about people. Um, what really matters in life is each other. What really matters in life is people. It's not power and position, but people. And right now, people are hurting. And our nation is categorically divided. What are we going to do to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem? And I don't think the solution is indifference or certainly not ignorance. We've got to move towards the pain, not ignore the pain, pretend like it's not there, or even explain the pain away. The pain is there, and if you look at our nation's history, historically validates the pain. And we've got to move towards it and say, okay, how can we begin the healing process? It's going to be long. It's not going to be easy. But can we stay in a conversation? a conversation about prejudice and privilege and racism and bigotry. Can I stay in the conversation? Can I build intentional relationships to bring healing to this um, this painful divide? I imagine it's still early, but have you had some of the players that you do talk to come to you? Because some of them African-American, I imagine, are a little bit concerned. You've had Mike Evans from the Bucks uh, sit down during the national anthem. You have guys protesting. You have protests right outside here in the streets. Right. Have you had guys come to you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've we've talked talk to players, and and then of course you start to hear stories and experiences that uh, different young men have had, and it's um it's hard to hear, and that's embarrassing to admit, but it is. It's painful. It's difficult. And uh, my role, I'm just glad I'm not running for president. Um, I'm glad that I get you to should. be a pastor one day because I love I love pastoring people. But again, the pain is real, and we see that and we hear it. Um, there's a reason that there are riots and there's marches and there's um. There's picketing because there's pain. And are we willing to listen? And are we willing to be a part of the solution? And I think, in a sense, that's all of our responsibility collectively, no matter what you believe politically. Let us, 
um, love one another for love is of God. And that's what the scripture teaches us. Which player has told you, which player do you think you've had the biggest impact on and who has told you about the impact that you've had on them? Because some of these guys, I feel like you've had a huge impact on their lives. Um, well, I don't know. That's a tough question. And I, I don't know if I've ever had that conversation. My, my longest tenure relationship is, is not with an athlete at all. But um, I think Justin Bieber is one of the great human beings. Uh, I love him so much. He's like family to me. Uh, we talk almost daily. And um, I've probably learned more from him than he's ever learned from me. His experience is astronomical. And so um, he, he enjoys sports. He's not a professional athlete, but he's certainly he's, a, he's a, pub, a public figure. <laughs> he's Bieber fan. And he loves sports, he by yeah. the way. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of, uh, of who he is and the journey that he's been on. He, he's, he's amazing. What do you mean he's taught you more than you've taught him? I feel like I feel like Bieber, which I never call him that, but you just call someone to go with that. Call but JB, I feel like, yeah, Justin. 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 I feel like Justin has lived like 50 lives, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, in terms of his experiences, his yes. exposure, where he's been in life, who he's met. And so oftentimes our conversations, I just sit and listen. And what comes out of this young man is extraordinary. And um, I think even on his purpose tour, he's endeavoring to take time in his shows and his concerts to kind of share his heart and his experience. And it's, uh, I mean, who names their tour purpose? Like that's, uh, you know, not a lot of artists are doing that. And so, um, yeah, I just What's think he's amazing. What's the message that he says to you where your, your mind is blown, like you just said, like, I think his, his perspectives on the social experience and relationships and depth and true connection and willing to be vulnerable with each other, uh, those are things that uh, he's challenged me on. And um, wow, it's like he starts talking about it and you're like, dude, that is so profound and that is something that I endeavor to be. We all would benefit from intentional, um, vulnerable relationships. I think we all, we all need that in life. It's interesting to hear that perspective because obviously we hear the negative stories of Bieber, uh, the ones that are going to get on page six or that are going to get on E! News. Uh, We hear he's screaming at people on tour, blah, blah, blah. So it's interesting to hear the more philosophical side of him that we we don't see on the front page of the papers. I, and I do. I think actually he is a philosopher and his philosophies are incredibly revealing and, and, and profound. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of him. You're a big sports fan, Seahawks fan. With all my heart. Are you a Mariners fan? I, yeah, yeah, still, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. but seeing the Cubbies win, I'll be honest, I think it was just good for our country. It was good for my soul. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was a lot of fun. Who's your team? I'm a Mets, Jets, Knicks fan. So basically my whoa, life is miserable um, since day one. But of course, Timmy is now playing. Eventually, hopefully I, he moves Do you up. think he makes it? With all of my heart, two years or less on the Jake Brown show, I'm saying right now, Tim Tebow makes it to the big leagues. The Jake Browning show. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> or Browner, right? Browner. Brandon Browner. Brandon my Browner's bad. long lost white brother, Jake Brown- <laughs> Browner. Uh, two years. I, you know what? I he he fights for everything. Like I could see it maybe in two years. This year, no chance. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. 20, 20, well, what year? 20, 2018. <laughs> I just got to think about 2018 that. or less. 2017, 2016 coming to an end already. This Man. flew by. What Man. a wild year. Just wild and president, so wild people died. Uh, just insanity this year. It's wild. Um, but Seahawks. Super Bowl champs? Um, yeah, absolutely. We're going to meet up again with the Patriots, and uh, yeah, we're going to we're, we're going to get the job done. Judas, I believe it. Judas Smith, go get How's Your Soul. Follow him Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Judas Smith, How's Your Wherever books are sold, uh, Judah, enjoy the talk, and I'm going to take you up on your word. And uh, hopefully next year, visit Seattle. It's okay, okay, I'm going to hold you to it. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.